Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On all things franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros and I'm your host today. I appreciate you finding some time in your busy day. We all have, uh, we're all spinning a lot of plates, aren't we? So I'm always honored when someone uh, finds some time to spend with me. So today we're going to have a very unique topic on the show. Recently read an article. The title of the article was, Are You Going Through a Spiritual Awakening? Yes, it's still about franchising, folks. Hang with me here. The article said, the notion of the spiritual awakening has been around for centuries and can be observed in a variety of cultures and religions around the world. Call it nirvana. Call it enlightenment. Call it bliss. A spiritual awakening begins the moment a person steps back and awake to their life with a new sense of being in this world. And that's really what we're talking about today, but we're still talking about it as a franchise business model. So my guest today is Eric Apps. Eric is the CEO and co-founder of Awakenings Franchise. Awakenings is a metaphysical store that offers a variety of products and services to help people explore their spirituality and enhance well-being. Please help me in welcoming Eric to the show. Hey, Eric, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Linda. It's always a pleasure. Absolutely. You know, Eric, I'd love to hear a little more about your background and what led you to metaphysics. Sure, absolutely. Um, to kind of summarize it, because again, it, it is an extremely long story, and I'm sure your viewers would probably get a little drawn out by this, but uh, after I graduated from college back in 2007, I, I, I was all about the money, right? So I researched um, all the avenues and the, uh, the venues that I can go after to make the most money, and it, that was obviously in sales. And so I went into the financial sales sector. So I was a licensed stockbroker for a variety of different firms for over a decade. As, the, as my working path continued, I wanted something more rather than just money. But the way that I was getting paid, I literally dubbed the name Golden Handcuffs. When I received yeah. those commission checks and bonuses, 
You know, that's yeah. what kept me there. But I was not happy. I finally had to take a pause in my life and recognize that money is not everything. But money is still obviously very important. So I majored in entrepreneurship with my bachelor's degree, stockbroker for 10 years. Then I went through a deep, dark time. I lost my flight instructor because I learned how to fly airplanes. I lost him due to cancer. I had uh, lost my son. My son had passed away back in 2012. Uh, then his mother and I had gone through a bad breakup because each one of us was going through that turmoil completely different. And they do mention, you know, a death of a family member can cause a lot of breakups or divorces. Mm -hmm. Everybody grieves in their own way. So mm -hmm. I did some not so healthy things for my body, for my mind and my soul. And I recognized right off the bat that was not getting me absolutely anywhere. Okay. So then I'm not a big gym rat. But I was always interested in the practice and the art of yoga. And so that is what kind of evolved me into the spirituality. I didn't necessarily get into yoga for the exercise. I got in for the mindfulness. I got in for the stretches. I got in for the just being present. And when I started going to a variety of different workshops in my local area, a lot of metaphysical fairs. Um, I helped open up what's called the Float Center in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm. And I got into sensory deprivation, where going through one of those, it, it, you're in the deepest meditative state. And I understand it's very difficult for many people, but there's many forms of meditation, right? You can do walking meditation, go in the forest. You can uh, jam out to easy listening music. You can. You don't need, need to necessarily sit there in a perfect lotus pose, right? Mm -hmm. Well, my mm -hmm. wife, my now wife, she is a famous psychic medium in the Midwest, but she's also world-renowned. She is known worldwide. She has already authored two books. I attended one of her workshops while I was a stockbroker, but I was also working part-time at this flotation center. And I offered her a free float after I introduced myself after one of her classes. And she took me up on it, and then that's how we began talking and dating and then eventually got married. And mm -hmm. she was also involved in this. Uh, she already embarked on this spiritual venture uh, years before me, but she's a few years older than me as well. And then that's when we came to the idea of, in our local area, there isn't necessarily a metaphysical store, a safe haven space where people mm -hmm. can come and they can buy their sage, they can get their incense, they can uh, purchase their malas, which they use for japa meditation. We get into a lot of crystals and so forth. And when we started that, I worked for corporate America until the day we opened because I knew we were kind of taking a risk. I was going to be losing all my benefits. I mean, I... I'm the type of person, if I take a risk, it has to be a calculated risk. That's mm -hmm. what I had to do when I professionally managed my client's money. And so when we opened it, Linda, we made all of our investment back because we, we put in 50-50, and we made all of our money back. We opened up October 1st through December 31st for those three months. All the money that we poured into the business, we got wow. back. And wow. so I was thinking to myself that, you know, maybe there is something to this. I've always been money driven, but I wanted to therefore be also passion driven. Right. And then now I found my calling, but the dollars just kept coming in. And I looked at that as a secondary plus. The primary plus was waking up every morning, knowing that you are going to a job that you absolutely uh, love and that you're passionate wow. over. 
And once you find that, it never feels like work. It feels like I'm retired, but I stay busy and I get paid very oh, wow. handsomely for it. Oh, wow. You know, Eric, I, I have to tell you, um, when you were talking about um, your not being dissatisfied with corporate, uh, I spent 30 plus years in corporate banking. And I can remember the day that I went in to tell um, my boss that I was leaving and he said, well, Linda, did, did another bank lure you away? I said, no, this, I'm mm-hmm. done with banking, I think. And he said, well, how about one of our clients? Are you going with them? And I said, no, that's not it either. And Eric, it was if somebody else entered the room, because I heard the words and they came out of my mouth. I, he said, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know, but it has to be more purposeful. Right. I had right. no idea what that was, Eric. But like you said, I always got the bonuses. I always got the raises. Other departments would always want to, you know, steal me away. So I had a very successful career. But at the end of the day, I felt less than fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what was going to fill that. So, and that's, and that's when I became a life coach and started helping entrepreneurs. Um, But I totally understand what you're feeling, what you felt. And I have to believe that there are other people that are in those corporate positions that just don't know they have an option, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, Tell, let's talk now. We've talked a little bit about the history and where Awakenings came from. Talk to me about the services that Awakenings offer. I know you mentioned the crystals and, and some of the other tools, but talk to me a little bit about what the store itself offers has offered in terms of services are, like I mentioned at the very beginning, I'm also a certified yoga teacher, so I, I love to teach just like my wife does. We're just naturally born leaders, and we love to share our experiences for the betterment of humanity if it's going to help out. And so yoga is only one part of it, but we also rent out some space as well. We cannot be a jack-of-all-trades. There's just not enough for my, for my wife and I to go around, and that is mm-hmm. the primary reason why we wanted to franchise, right? Mm-hmm. But Reiki, Reiki healing, um, energy clearing professionally, if uh, somebody is trying to sage their home to get rid of that, those negative or bad vibes that they're experiencing, right. because people out there, if they, if they do not believe in this stuff, a lot of times it's always a spouse, and typically, I hate to say it, but it's typically the male who comes in with their wife or significant other that is the non-believer of the metaphysical or the spiritual world, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I firmly believe that, Linda, is because men are logical creatures. We're 100% rational. Uh, we use analytics. That's just the way that our brain works. But mm-hmm. women, the majority of females out there, they'll use their intuition. They'll use that gut instinct. If something doesn't feel right, they won't mm-hmm. do it. And there's got to be that healthy balance. And that is the reason why my wife and I, we complement each other so well to make this business mm-hmm. run successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only Reiki healing, yoga, but also psychic mediumship uh, work. I, mm-hmm. When I mentioned at the very beginning of the, of the, um, the call, I lost my son back in 2012, and I was 
seeking answers out there. I was raised Roman Catholic. I reached out to the church. I went to traditional therapy, but I ended up firing a lot of my therapists because they, they never really got where I was coming from because you can't put yourself in somebody's shoes unless you've actually been through it. Right. Right. And then I ended up seeing a, a famous psychic medium who's located also in the Midwest it was a 15-minute reading, Linda. I was on very heavy antidepressants, and she had told me things about my life from my son, Christian, that nobody would ever know, right? Yeah. She, she asked me questions like, what does 11-11? Do you see that all the time? I'm like, oh, my God, that is my license plate, Linda. My license oh, plate my literally goodness. says 11-11. And here, I'm from a different state, and she didn't even know me at all. And when she had mentioned he was only contracted to be here on this present earth for X number of days because he only lived for about four days. And when when I got that explanation, people that are non-believers, you know, that's fine. Everybody everybody is entitled to believe what they want to believe. But that helped me overcome literally everything. I did something that I probably should not have done. I was on this natural high right after that reading. I dumped all my antidepressants down the toilet as soon as I got home, and I never looked back because I never felt better. And my doctor had even called me asking, is everything okay because you haven't refilled your prescription? And I ended up telling the doctor that I was you know, I was fine. And he said, well, we should have just tapered you off. So I never recommend a quick cold turkey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my, yeah. my brain took a little little bit to uh, balance itself out. But I never yeah. look back. I, I, I'm not on any type of prescriptions. I, I, I take a holistic approach when it comes to clean eating and healthy living. And I have never felt more rejuvenated. And mm-hmm. the, the money, we can talk about that uh, as the show goes on. But the money mm-hmm. just comes secondary. The, the first thing that I wanted to do was to make sure that I am passionate about what I do on a daily. Because then, like I mentioned, it never feels like work. I'm happy in what I'm doing. Right, right. I totally understand that. And I lost my husband in 2016. And I, I've, I've lost, you know, family members. And, and I am a big believer. So, um, you know, some of the, the discussions that we're having today, uh, they're not foreign to me. Um, so mm-hmm. it does feel good to know that everybody did sign a contract and right. you know that contract is for x number of days you and i signed different contracts as well and when when you embrace that i believe that it certainly helps that grieving process uh, because you realize oh there was a purpose in all of this and it right. was all planned it wasn't my plan you know it wasn't my plan it, uh, to to lose my husband in our early 60s when we were getting ready to step into our golden years but but it was the plan of the universe so um, do you see people coming into the stores that are just like you and I looking for a purpose looking for answers do you see is that who your customers are absolutely now that is only one portion of our customers because once somebody walks in for the very first time they do feel a little overwhelmed if they come in on their lunch break you will notice that they will kind of glance around the store and we have a very large storefront with everything that you can possibly think of when it comes to the metaphysics 
Mm-hmm. And then they'll they'll tell us, I'm so sorry, I will be back. I already love the store. There's just not enough time. I am on my right. lunch break right now, so <laughs> I will have to come back some other time. Yeah. Yeah. And then they do come back. And we have to explain and we have to train not only our franchisees, but also our employees as well, too. We have to take a very sympathetic approach because many of them are coming coming to us because they're going through trouble times. They're very yeah. confused with their own spirituality, and they're looking for some guidance. But we have yeah. to be cautious, though, because we are not licensed counselors or therapists, yeah. right? Yeah. But yeah. We, we have the tools and the array of resources to help them out. But we are also there to lend an ear and listen to them to then mm-hmm. find the best tool or resource that's going to fit the mold for them. Yeah, yeah, totally understand. Um Eric, before we start talking about the franchise, uh, what being a franchisee would look like, uh, in the green room, you and I had talked about um, during the pandemic how things just continued and grew for you guys. Um, talk to us a little bit. Share that with our listeners. And, and let's also talk a little bit about why did that happen? You know, why were you busy during the pandemic? I feel the new age industry, it does not have a bad rap at all, but there's many speculation out there that this is just a trend. What my wife and I have seen is this trend is not going away. Many people are, quote unquote, waking up. They are uh-huh. seeing replicating numbers that are also called angel numbers, and they want they they'll come into the store and ask, hey, why it, why am I seeing five 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 everywhere? Mm-hmm. There are mm-hmm. so many people. There are forums. There are social media groups out there. There are groups that try to combine and collect together to kind of solve these questions, these unanswered questions, and it's it's amazing to me because during the pandemic, I feel during that time, it allowed people as a society and as the world in general to pause, to take a a short, quick break, a much, much needed break in my eyes. Mm -hmm. And they started questioning their own job. They started questioning their happiness. They started questioning, you know, their own spirituality. And many of those folks, what did they, what did they turn to? They went to online shopping, right? So Mm -hmm. because they couldn't get out of their house. And that is where when we had a furlough and let go of all of our staff temporarily, because in the state that our corporate offices resides in, we had to shut down. So we shut down for a period of six weeks. However, my wife and I, we we had to keep the lights on. We had to survive. We had to flourish. So we had to conjure up ideas on what it is that we could possibly do. So we, we didn't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. It was just the landscape was changing. And this is where... My wife and myself, we act as kind of a coach when it comes to our franchisees because when the landscape changes, you have to change along with it. You can't just become a dinosaur because then you're just going to be left high and dry. So we focused on our online presence. We also focused on live sales. I focused on educational videos. My wife was doing virtual workshops. And as the audience grew and grew, so did our customer base as well. And my wife and I, we would work sun up to sundown, and it was just my wife and I, the doors were locked, but we were fulfilling all of our online orders. Linda, as I mentioned to you in the green room, we were making more money being closed than we actually were staying open. It, wow. My wife and I would joke 
on the way home late at night, and we would joke and say, you know, t- today just had to be a fluke. You know, that tomorrow's probably going to be different. And then it never happened that way, and our sales have continued to skyrocket. We are still on the upward trend, and that's exactly what we're seeing with the industry as a group. So I think the pandemic really did help this industry. It, it helped people, mm-hmm. in a sense, wake up. Yeah, yeah, I think all of that are that's just really important and you see that in all areas whether like you said whether it was the career or family relationships or just their spirituality um people were had to sit in who they were and the life they were living. So now that we've kind of gotten a background uh for awakenings and where it came from and what it does Eric, let's now talk about what does that franchise opportunity look like? Who specifically are you looking for as a good franchisee? Are you looking for Reiki masters? Are you looking for mediums? Who are you looking for? Anybody, Linda, I would say with an interest into the spiritual world that they that they strongly feel that this is not a trend, this is their set belief system, this is what they practice on a daily, because we also are known as a crystal store as well, too. We get into the healing modalities and the power of healing crystals, right? Mm-hmm. Because Nikola Tesla even mentioned that we are all made up of energy, frequency, and vibration, right? I believe he was one of the most brilliant men that ever walked the earth. Absolutely, right, right. And so, but but what what comes with that is you have to have some type of business sense as well. So my wife is more of the intuitive and I'm the business person, right? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, if you have one and not the other, it's not going to go so well on your plate. However, on the business side of things, that's where the training comes in. I work primarily on the back end, and my wife works primarily on the front end of the house. So as we were mentioning to our newest franchisee that we just recently signed, and I just talked to her just yesterday about what she still needs to come into our corporate office for training, and it's it's completely spelled out in our franchise disclosure document of how many hours and how many days that we recommend. It's typically five days. Half of the time is going to be spent on the front of the house, working with customers, working with our point of sale system, knowing how to run the day-to-day operations on the front of front end of the business. But what people don't recognize is when your business begins to go up on the front end of the house, there's a lot of details that need to be worked and sorted out through the back end. And what I mean by the back end are sales taxes. You have to do the finances. Um, the website, social media, uh, videos, um, the list goes on and on and on. I mean, even you get on all these different social media platforms and we're starting to be recognized as the nation's. Well, I mean, we are, we're the nation's only metaphysical store that has ever franchised. Right. The funny story, Linda, is when we went to our franchise attorneys, when we set all this up, we already had a federal trademark. Uh, registered under our name because we didn't want anybody else to operate under the name Awakenings. That was our Mm -hmm. baby. Mm -hmm. And when we decided to franchise, our franchise attorneys were kind of dumbfounded because they did not know what category to put us in. And they came back as kind of a board and said, look, guys, uh, we wanted to have this board meeting with you and let you know that we're going to be kind of making up a category specifically for you mm-hmm. because nowhere in the world has anybody ever franchised this business model. So kudos to you guys. You guys are going to be the pioneers. 
No different Absolutely. than McDonald's, right? Absolutely. And we knew that we wanted we knew that we wanted to get ahead of this curve because we understand yep. that once McDonald's opens up on one corner, you, you can bet anything that a Burger King is going to be opening up right next door. You know what I right. mean? Right, <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. So when you uh, in in this training, I know you you talk about the front of the house and the back of the house. Um, is there also training with the healing properties of the crystals there's so many crystals out there eric i can't remember everything that each one of them um really help with so is that some of the training that you do as well that is correct that is linda what we call ongoing training my wife and i mm -hmm. have done a lot of youtube videos we actually have on for uh, specifically dedicated to our franchisees videos and training modules that are specifically meant for them because these are our trade secrets right and right. i'm also a certified gemologist so mm -hmm. i wanted to get my gemologist certification because there are so many fakes out there it mm -hmm. is it's very frustrating, Linda, where people are coming out with fakes of expensive crystals because you would never think that people would just make up certain stones to, you know, rip people off, you know. Right. There have been right. so many stones that have come in that are classified as very rare and exotic, and they want me to certify it. And nine times out of ten, Linda, you know, I have to be the bearer of bad news. And I ask them, this is not real, and this is the reason why the veins should not be running horizontal. They should be running vertical. I have specific tools and instruments to be able to tell these type of things. And then I'll ask, well, where did you get these from? Well, I got them from Etsy, or I got them from a different platform. But they, they told me, they guaranteed that it was real, and it came with a certificate of authenticity. And I have to always stress this enough. A certificate of authenticity is just a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. It is what really means something is the party that is actually backing it up. That's mm -hmm. why I wanted to become a certified gemologist myself. So therefore, people can rest assured that Awakenings, including all the rest of our stores across the nation, are only selling true and accurate mm. products. So, mm. Mm, absolutely. I tell you what, Eric, I need to take a quick commercial break, but do you happen to have some stories that you could share with us when we come back from break? I know our listeners oh, really enjoy stories. Very absolutely. good. Awesome. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be back with more from Eric Apps. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Did you know that an estimated 52 million Americans listened to Internet radio in the last month? Or that weekly Internet radio audience has increased 60% over the last year? And that more than 8 in 10 people are online from any location? Tough Talk Radio Network is a company dedicated to providing a platform that allows opportunities for guests, hosts, and sponsors to market themselves to the internet radio media where they can be heard by millions. To find out how Tough Talk Radio Network can help you, go to toughtalkradionetwork.com. 
Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. Linda Ballesteros here. My guest today is Eric Apps, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Awakenings Franchise. So Eric, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have some stories you could share with us. Absolutely. Uh, Linda, I'll mention the very, very first success story with our very first franchisee who is located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Okay. We explained to all of our stores that it is a very good idea. It's almost a requirement to meet us at the gem shows here in America. So mm-hmm. the largest ones that are taking place throughout the year are in Denver, Colorado, which always happens in September and also the world's largest, which happens in January or late February, and that's in Tucson, uh, Arizona. And so two years ago, when we opened up our very first franchise out in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the franchisees came out with us. They met us in the parking lot. What my wife and I had discovered going to these gem shows and also ordering through, reordering through these vendors and it makes perfect sense. It's no different than Walmart. Why is, how is Walmart able to offer the pricing that they can? How are they able mm-hmm. to offer it so cheap, right? Same mm-hmm. thing with Costco or Sam's Club. Will they buy in such massive quantities? So it was the whole purpose of the franchise because my wife and I, we would love to own a 1,000 stores across the nation ourselves. But the oversight on the operations would just be horrendous. We, we, we don't want quality control to go down. That is the reason why we're looking for the spiritual leaders that want to be spiritual leaders within their own community that will represent our brand correctly. So when my wife and I opened up our second store that we owned, we went to a vendor out in uh, Denver, Colorado at the Gem Show, and they sell other metaphysical supplies like singing bowls. So we met mm-hmm. with our vendor, and you know uh, he knew who I was from the prior year, and he says, oh, would you like to buy a uh, uh, hundred more singing bowls for your store in Omaha, Nebraska? And I say, look, look, yes, I would. However, you charge me $10 per singing bowl, and we retail them for $19.99. Well, you, you charge me $10 per singing bowl for buying a hundred. We just opened up our second store location. He said, congratulations. I'm like, thank you. Well, if we're going to be buying double, is there any price differential here? Is there any cost savings? And he says, absolutely. For you, if you buy 200, and I'll even, I'll even throw in free shipping to both of your store locations, so 100 going to Omaha and 100 going to our South Dakota location. And he lowered the price from t- uh, $10 to $8, which is 20%. People may not be thinking that $2 is a lot of money, but mm-hmm. it gets a lot better, though, because those those small dollars, they equate to many dollars, especially just even over a short time span. So when we brought our Baton Rouge, Louisiana franchisee with us, they they were still starting off small. They didn't you know, they, they didn't have unlimited funds or anything like that. So they had to watch their spending. So we went to that same vendor and we did the same deal. So 100 went to our corporate office, 100 went to our secondary store in a different state, and she only wanted 50. But we combined our buying power. 
separate tax IDs, but it's all housed under the same Awakenings umbrella. Mm -hmm. Many of these vendors that we work with now, and we have an approved vendor list, that is also one of the perks of being a franchisee of ours. They know that we're housed under the same umbrella, so we all get to share in the same price break. So mm -hmm. our franchisee in Louisiana, he, he couldn't lower it another $2, he lowered it $1. So now, because of their buying power and our combined buying power, we're now buying the thing in bolts for seven dollars and not the original ten. Oh, wow! Wow! So this is the this is the name of the game, Linda. The more franchisees mm -hmm. that we have, because nobody else is going to be able to compete with our buying power, because we're leveraging all of our franchisees, including corporate, and we're all sharing and receiving the same price break. Right, and that's something they couldn't get on their own. Correct. Yeah. Now, if, if they did get 50 singing bolts, they would have been charged 11 or possibly $12 a bowl and possibly right. not even free shipping. But because of the leverage that we have as a parent company yeah. and all these subsidiary stores, we all share in that same price break. So therefore, yeah. we're actually able to offer lower prices than uh, another met metaphysical store that might be in your local community. And they may mm -hmm. be wondering, well, how are they able to keep their prices so low? Well, mm -hmm. there you have it. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. the, uh, the biggest trade secret in the world, but we were the first pioneers in the metaphysics market to be able to franchise, so we're definitely taking advantage of it every step of the way. Absolutely. So, Eric, when we're looking at the footprint of a brand new location, what is the ideal footprint, the square footage that you look for? Square footage is all going to depend because – and, Linda, thank you so much for bringing up this question. It is definitely a question that gets brought up almost every prospect call that I have over the telephone. So mm -hmm. my prospect calls are either over the telephone or over Zoom, FaceTime. I work, I work around the prospect. But when, when a prospect – calls me, they'll ask me if regarding the square footage, well, you know, I, I'm looking in our commercial areas out here, and this is what rent costs, and I sometimes have to explain the lease agreements, what triple nets are all about, what TAM is all about, CAM. These, these are things that if you don't have a background, if this is not your forte, that's where I step in as the business person, right? Mm -hmm. So we are, we're requiring anywhere between 1,500 square feet to 4,500 square feet. That's why if anybody receives a copy of our uh, franchise disclosure document, the startup cost on the low end versus the high end, there is a big spread between them. But I'll have to mention to them, look, the, on the high end, this is if you're in upscale New York or, you know, in midtown Manhattan or in Santa Barbara, California, so where the right. rent is going to be obviously a lot higher per square foot. Also, the square footage matters because if you're paying $20 a square foot, and you get um, a, a store with 2,000 square feet versus 4,500 square feet, there's going to be a price differential there. Mm -hmm. so, so. And so when you're, when you're looking and you're helping them to find those locations, is it, is it commercial um, areas? Or are you looking at strip centers? What is strip, strip um, centers, an idea? Strip centers, okay. Yeah, strip yeah. centers are our bread and butter. Um, that okay. is – because to get a standalone store uh, yeah. is extremely expensive. Uh, mm -hmm. So we want to be, we want to find those anchors, if that makes sense. Yeah. So we want to mm -hmm. be next to a Lowe's. We want to be next to a Starbucks. 
So therefore, mm-hmm. they can do all the advertising for us. So when people find us on Google Maps or when they telephone us and ask for directions, hey, well, Starbucks is right across the street. Oh, I know right. exactly where you are. Okay, I'm on Absolutely. my way. I'm over here. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And yeah, in- so go ahead. Oh, I was just going to mention one more thing too. We, I look for cost savings when it comes to lease agreements and uh, spot franchisees really want to hone in on. Mm-hmm. We can be a little off the beaten path, just like our corporate headquarters store is. We are one block north – or no, I'm sorry, one block south of a massive intersection, one of the main streets in Omaha, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. If, we were liter- if our storefront was literally on that street, our rent per square foot would probably be about eight to ten dollars more per square foot, right? Yeah. So we are yeah. just a little off the beaten path, but we're anchored by these large businesses. We have a Starbucks and a Lowe's and a um, uh, Fresh Time that's literally right next door to us. So everybody knows exactly where they are. So we're relying on them to spend their dollars to help us market ourselves when it comes to cost savings. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when someone is looking to open a location, about how many employees do you usually suggest that they start with? When my wife and I first started, my wife, uh, she was concerned because I, I'm the financier, right? So I, I, I'm not necessarily a penny pincher, but I, I always want a good deal. And mm-hmm. I was looking at payroll as an expense that we didn't necessarily need. We, we did have a marketing director who controlled our website and did all of our advertising for us. That is clearly imperative. If you don't market or advertise, your, your area of business is going to fail because you need to get your name out there for people to even know that you even exist, right? Mm-hmm. And then we had a couple part-timers that just work, worked on the weekends. Weekends are our store's bread and butter because that's mm-hmm. when everybody wants to go out and they want to do their shopping, okay? Mm-hmm. But I was working open to close for probably a good year. Every single day, I did not take a day off until the candle at birth end, uh, the candle started to burn out on both ends, where mm-hmm. then I said, you know what? We do need to hire. You're absolutely right. Sales are beginning to justify it. So now we have about 13 people on staff just at our corporate headquarters, right? We never used to have a director of operations. We never used to have a full-time shipping person. We never used to have a quality assurance or a full-time customer service, shipping manager, HR manager, and the front of the house sales associate. So now we have everything all buttoned up the way that we want it to be laid out. And it's been smooth sailing. Now I look mm-hmm. at payroll as an afterthought. Every two weeks mm-hmm. when we pay them and we pay all of our staff extremely well, now it's just an afterthought. Now my mm-hmm. wife and I, if we wanted to, we can actually take a step away from the store and realize that it's still going to be there when we come back. Everything is yeah. going to be just fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is awesome. Now you mentioned marketing. How do you help your franchise, your new franchisees, um, get noticed in the community? Do you help them with marketing? Yes, we have a phenomenal marketing director. So she is our creative director. Uh, so she is actually living in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. So she does work remote, but she does come to our corporate office quite frequently. So. One of the there are so many perks on being a franchisee, and the list just goes mm-hmm. on and on. But a few of the bullet points that I'll touch on when it comes to the marketing aspect: 
she takes all the professional photos of all of our products, right? Mm. We help set up every one of our store's social media pages along with their website. And the, the monies and the, like the salary that we pay our creative director, we remove that off the books from our franchisees where they can just copy and paste. So if somebody sees like any of our pictures, they'll, they can have like one of the watermarks so they can't actually steal it. But when you become a franchisee and sign up with us, you have the keys to the castle. The marketing mm. folder with all the updated photos is always constantly getting updated. Any sales that we're doing, any promo codes, any videos that we're doing, they can literally just copy and paste and share on their social media pages. Okay, but then we actually have marketing calls as well, too. Hey, what's working in your area? What's not? For instance, there are certain crystals in Omaha, Nebraska that just don't sell well. We have a store in Phoenix, Arizona, where those crystals do sell well. So given the fact that my wife and I control the company, we don't have to go to a board of directors. We can make the decision ourselves. Therefore, we can barter. Hey, if if you don't want to, uh, you know, if if you're having a hard time selling this bulk of crystals. How about you send us two pounds of that and we'll send you two pounds of what you really mm-hmm. do need. Therefore, mm-hmm. any expenses that we can help eliminate for our franchisees, the more that they're able to you know, put into new inventory to keep things fresh you know, mm-hmm. and also to increase their gross profit margin. That's where my mm-hmm. wife and I come in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about territory. Are there territories with awakenings? Yes, absolutely. So if anybody reads our um, FDD, so our franchise disclosure document, it says a 10-mile radius. That is not necessarily true. That is kind of a plain vanilla uh, FDD. So when mm-hmm. somebody is signing up with us, we handle the negotiations, and then before they sign the official copy, then that's where we put in you have the entire city or you have this within a 60-mile radius. I did ask my franchise attorneys uh, because I'm a big analyzer. I'm like, look, Mm -hmm. we're a destination spot. We don't want franchisees competing with franchisees within the same area or within the same city. And they say, no, that's practically a standard requirement the way that it initially reads. Because, Eric, look at Starbucks coffee, for instance. If you are a Starbucks coffee in midtown Manhattan – you can have another Starbucks coffee literally across the street because the population justifies it, right? right so therefore, the right. businesses are not necessarily competing against each other. However, my wife and I, we do not want to have 10,000 stores. We just mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. So we're, because we know that we're a destination spot, and right now we primarily only want to focus in the United States. So, for Mm -hmm. instance, uh, our store in Phoenix, Arizona, population of 3 million-plus people, they have the entire Phoenix, Arizona area. So for the next nine nine more years that they have left to go on their contract, we can't allow any other prospects to touch their area. So, again, we want to make sure that all those profits are going back to that store owner and they're not competing against everybody else. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, Eric. We're getting down close to the end of the show. Um, Before we go any further and we get into those final three questions, if someone's listening right now, Eric, and thinking, I think I'd like to investigate that franchise opportunity with Awakenings, how would they find more information about Awakenings and you and Kelly as well? Sure. 
Uh, a couple different websites. So to learn more about the franchise, they can either email me at franchise at awakeningsstore.com. So some people, get, they get that confused. There's two S's because awakenings is one word and then store is another word. So there's two S's combined in there. Um, or they can go to our franchise website, which is www.awakeningsenterprises.com. Okay, very good. And we mentioned several times about Kelly's books. So how would someone get a copy of one of those? So uh, that is actually on our storefront website, which is www.awakeningstore.com. Perfect. Very good. So we're down to those final three questions here. The first one is, if there is someone listening who's considering purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? I would say if this is your passion and this feels like this could be your calling, pick up the phone, go to the website, submit the inquiry. I, I personally respond to everybody. So once I get an inquiry, I respond back immediately and ask, hey, can we set up a time? Would you prefer FaceTime, Zoom, what have you? Uh, but I want to make sure that we get all those questions addressed and answered in a timely manner. But we also mention, and this protects all prospects as well, too. So if somebody receives a copy, if, let's say they just want to receive a copy of our, our, of our franchise disclosure document, because it'll list the sales numbers if they're also thinking about it from a money aspect. Perfect, perfect. But only so much can be written in a document. You know, I can go as I can take it as a high level overview when it comes to the conversation, or I can take a granular approach if people want to just talk about gross profit margins, if people just want to talk about the analytics, if they just want to talk about the day to day operations and what it entails to see whether or not that they would in fact be a good fit. I am all for it. I am here to help educate and empower a franchisee prospect to make the best informed decision for themselves. You know, Eric, I think that you bring a lot to the table that maybe some other concepts don't, and that is your financial background. I think that mm -hmm. is probably something that um, a, uh, a a candidate would feel comfortable in speaking to you about because you do have that experience. Sure. And my, my wife, uh, she, she knows I play the credit card game, right? So many of us have it backwards as consumers. We allow large, large organizations and companies to take advantage of us, charging us interest. But I explain and I teach to our franchisees how to take your power back. We spend a million dollars a year on one credit card just for inventory. We have that credit card specifically for cost of goods sold. And that credit card is paying us 2%. Now, banks are paying a lot more, but credit cards, they – they're the ones that, you know, they, they want to make a profit so they can't, they can't give out what banks are paying right now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But why not spend their money, pay off the balance, and then get the cash back from the card? Right. Many franchisee prospects will ask me, well, how, do, how long did it take for you to pay yourself a paycheck? How do I survive off the business where I understand that, you know, Eric, you said that you didn't pay yourself for a year? I'm like, yes, Absolutely. So any of the money that you put into the business, you can actually pay yourself from your LLC or however you organize your, your uh, tax ID. You can pay yourself back what are called draws, which are not classified as earned income because you're just paying yourself back. 
But mm-hmm. also there is a tax loophole via the IRS. Right now, this is just how the, the tax rules work. I'm not a tax advisor. I just know how to play the game because I was mixed in and in, involved in that industry. So a million dollars a year that you're spending on inventory and you're receiving 2% cash back on a business credit card, that equates to $20,000. The IRS looks at those as merely rebates. They are not classified as earned income. So I explained to all of our franchisees, don't pay down the balance on that. Don't put it into your LLC or your business checking account. You can go ahead and take that cash back put it right into your personal savings account. The IRS can't even touch you because how the rules state currently, and they haven't changed them, and this is the way that it always has been, they merely look at it as rebates that the credit cards are giving off. So you could receive, just in that example that I gave you, Linda, that's $20,000 that we're receiving per year tax-free, and that's just on inventory. Then there's other credit cards that we also play the credit card game when it comes to travel, where we just allow the business to take care of us. And that's the that's really ultimately the name of the game. Right, right. It's learning the rules, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's great advice there, Eric. So the next question here is what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Passion. I would say passion and the the willingness to learn and grow. If you're not mm-hmm. passionate about what you do on a daily you're going to be miserable and the external world around you, they're going to recognize it and they're not going to want to do business with you. Mm. It's no different. I, I hate to say it, but most of the, the Department of Motor Vehicles that I go to, nobody's happy there. I don't think. Right. I'm sorry to any right. listeners that they work for the DMV, but <laughs> many times, and I, and, I do, and I do really feel it's also because, you know, the customers that are coming in aren't necessarily in the chippiest, chippiest mood either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, passion and willingness to grow, willingness to learn and adapt to the ever-changing landscape that we see, just like my wife and I had to do. There were a lot of metaphysical stores, just like how you and I spoke in the green room. Uh, Many metaphysical stores ended up closing down during COVID. We didn't. We flourished because we had to kind of reinvent the wheel. We also saw that there was a trend where people with their short attention spans, they don't want to hear somebody talk for two hours. They want to see videos. They want to get personal with you. So if I explained to all of our stores, if you are not comfortable in being in front of the camera or talking, hire somebody that will do the job for you. That's the mm-hmm. name of the game in this business. Hire, hire somebody that's going to do the job better than you ever would. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great advice there. And um, you know, one of the things that I noticed, Eric, during the pandemic is those franchisees that did well was because – their, the leadership of the concept, the leadership, the franchisors. So when you've got a good, strong leadership that is looking at how they need to make some adjustments, um, because the, the pandemic's not going to be the last thing that will challenge us. So right, always right. being able to look at what you offer and be willing to tweak it just a little bit to make sure that it fits what people are looking for and what they need. So kudos to you guys for making those adjustments. Thank you. So Thank the, you. The final uh, question here is, what does the future of franchising look like? 
and I, you know, that's a, that's a very, it's a challenging question, Linda, because I, I really do firmly believe that it, it also does depend on the industry that you are in. However, with that being said, with this new wave, I mean, they, they call them the Gen Zers or the Zoomer generation, you mm-hmm. know, you have to look at, at who you are catering to. For instance, we, we have Sirius XM uh, radio going on, so we actually only play 80s music and early 90s because the Gen Xers are who we cater to now. However, yeah. we know that the landscape will change and we'll have to evolve with that. That mm-hmm. is where we didn't know anything about TikTok, but we knew that we were losing po- possibly customers and revenue if we don't just jump on TikTok and get going with that. And right. I think a lot of franchisors are going to be getting very frustrated when it comes to these type of changes because let's be real, once you can't, that's why that saying goes, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. But if that old dog is not willing to learn new tricks, maybe that old dog should now then just possibly retire. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why you, we have to continue to stay innovative. We have to, stay, we have to continue to stay strategic. We have to stay the course. And we have to evolve. We have to give give the people what they want. And mm-hmm. how do we know what the people want? We have to listen. Absolutely. And with franchises, I think it's going to be a make-or-break deal. I think a lot of franchises that are very seasoned and very and have done extremely well, we're talking the Fortune 500 companies, right? Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be just fine, the majority of them. But the companies that have only been franchising for maybe the last 10 to 20 years, it's becoming very challenging these days, you know, with the with the workforce and everybody wants to work from home now or they they need mental health breaks. They're taking care of themselves. They're, we, we have to we have to recognize that customer, not only customers, but also staff members and employees. They they want that quality time. They, they want that time away from work. They're looking for more balance. And that I think what the pandemic showed was people fell out of balance, but they just didn't have enough time to themselves to recognize or realize it. And then mm-hmm. when they did, they just decided, you know what? You only live once. I, I'm just going to make a leap. I'm going to make a change uh, because I'm not happy doing what I'm doing right now. And if somebody's working 40 hours a week, so eight hours a day for five days a week, that's one third of your life. Don't mm. spend it working for somebody else. If you're not happy, do mm. something that you absolutely love. Mm. And I think that is where many people found themselves during the pandemic. And uh, you hear stories of corporate executives becoming uh, sous chefs because that was a passion that they always had. So, uh, Eric, again, we are down at the end of the the show here. If somebody is listening, where would you suggest that they go to find more information about Awakenings? Um, check out both of our websites. Uh, our main storefront page is www.awakeningstore.com. And if any of those products or resources that we have resonate with you and you're curious on learning more, you can go to www.awakeningsenterprises.com to learn more about the franchise business model. It'll list some of the features and benefits, but I'll get into more of the granular approach and any detailed questions. Uh, if somebody wants to. Wonderful. Eric, I really appreciate you being on the show today. It's been fascinating. I am really very excited to watch you guys grow because I certainly see that there is that need 
for a place for people to go. So I look forward to staying in touch with you guys and maybe have you back on the show the first of next year so that we can see where you are. Absolutely, Linda. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely. So, so folks, you know, one of the things that I have always shared with you is that franchising is, is no longer burgers and fries. Today was that perfect example of how a lot of different industries are embracing that franchise business model, and Awakenings is certainly a perfect example of that. As always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. Uh, This is a quote by Jack Canfield. He's the author of Chicken Soup for the Soul and Chicken Soup for the many other things, other books that he wrote. The quote goes like this, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And many times if we've had a job and Eric described how he had the golden handcuffs and I certainly experienced that as well. Um, being on what the things that you want, the passion that you're looking for, it may be on the other side of that fear that you're feeling. So sometimes you just um, take the leap and the net will appear. Folks, thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.